Welcome to the Tea with Tina, your favorite podcast where we talk all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and maybe a little bit of tea gets spilled. We chat all about this in a super casual environment. So grab your beverage of choice, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. Today, we are going to dive into a very popular, um, controversial topic, but I want to highlight it with one of my favorite supplement companies because they do a lot of great um, science-backed, research-backed articles on their website, Legion Athletics, but they also have really great supplements too. If you are interested in science-backed, clinically-dosed, proven supplements that work you want to get legion they taste so good (laughs) i love them i use their multivitamin fish oil um their protein is great for baking they just came out with banana bread protein oh my god it's so good i mean it's good as a shake too um but it's kind of fun to make like protein banana bread with it and all that fun stuff if you want that i'll drop a link below there is a supplement quiz you can take to see kind of what supplements you need based off your goals and if you ever do shop use code tina w it'll save you money and if you are a returning customer you get double points which you can cash out for money off your order okay but anyways we're gonna dive into is artificial are artificial sweeteners bad for you okay Uh, You probably have a thought in your mind right now. You're probably like, yes, they are, or no, they aren't. Well, we're going to look at the science because nine times out of ten, science usually says it depends, right? And it's kind of like that. Um, So we'll get into it. Now, I will say my thought on it right off the bat is even if there is some associated risk out there with artificial sweeteners being bad for you you have to weigh your pros and cons if you stressing yourself out to eat um and omit these things stresses you out way more and does more damage to your body than maybe what could happen if you drink or eat or consume the artificial sweeteners is it worth it just like i mean like we're exposed to toxins every day from pollution in the air to different chemicals to plastics to just like what you touch what you breathe what you eat and it's impossible to avoid it unless you lived in some sort of like climate controlled air controlled filtered hamster bubble um and walked around and that's no way to live so you got to kind of pick and choose your battles and i think i am a strong advocate of being mindful for instance with the artificial sweeteners um you know, is Diet Coke probably the best for us? No, but like, I love Diet Coke and I would like to consume it occasionally, but instead of consuming it all of the time, as opposed to my full sugared Coca-Cola friend, um, I am making the switch because they're becoming more widely available with like naturally sweetened sodas, um, using like monk fruit or something, you know, similar to that, that it's healthy, it's natural, who knows, maybe a research article will come out on that saying it's bad, but as of right now, it's healthy. Um, you know, so those I'm kind of making the alternative of like 80% of the time I'm going to be drinking those as opposed to, um, you know, a Diet Coke, which is chemically sweetened. And let's get it out of our head that all chemical stuff is bad. <laughs> because just because it's a chemical does not mean it's like cold, made in a lab, bad for you. And just because it's natural doesn't mean it's bad for you either. I read an article one time that said a lot of ER visits um, 
can happen because of like weird herbal interactions and people aren't always aware of them um i know for me anytime i've tried anything like herbal i've usually had like weird side effects because you can have too much of it you can have it mixed with something and it have a weird side effect so um natural isn't always good and artificial isn't always bad but vice versa you know it just depends on the thing and remember you can have too much of a good thing we can die with too much water and water is required for us to survive so it's all about context all right so i have the article up here um so i'm gonna be kind of just browsing through it and pointing out a couple key points for those of you watching on youtube that is why i'm looking to the side because i have my laptop here uh for those of you on the podcast it doesn't matter (laughs) um but let's see so what are artificial sweeteners artificial sweeteners also known as sugars substitutes or high intensity sweeteners are chemicals used to sweeten food they come in two types Uh, nutritive and non-nutritive sweeteners. Nutritive sweeteners contain calories, while non-nutritive sweeteners contain few or no calories, which makes sense, because if it has nutrition, it's going to have fuel. Um, Artificial sweeteners are far sweeter than table sugar, so that's how they get it to work. Like, you know, it says up to 20,000 times sweeter, which means you only need to use a tiny amount to achieve a similar level of sweetness so let's say like a tablespoon of sugar is you know 50 calories i don't know what it is off the top of my head and then a tablespoon of the same thing it might also be 50 calories but you only need maybe one grain of the equivalent of sugar to get the same amount of sweetness as opposed to the whole tablespoon so that's how they're able to sweeten it because it's so much more powerful in a smaller amount okay so there are six FDA approved sweeteners. I've actually never heard of a lot of these. Advent, Adventame. Um, never heard of it. 20,000 times sweeter than sugar and contains no calories. I've heard of this one. I'm going to butcher it. Acesulfame potassium. <laughs> um, also called acesulfame K, acesulfame potassium, or ACE K is sold under the brand name Sunnit and Sweet One. It's 200 times sweeter than sugar and contains no calories and is often combined with other sweeteners. Aspartame, that's the big bad evil one that is in Diet Coke. Um, brand names include NutraSweet, Equal, and Sugar Twin. It's 200 times sweeter than sugar and contains 4 calories per gram. Neotame is sold under the brand name Newtame, 7,000 to 13,000 times sweeter. Saccharin, that's a common one. Um, sweet and Low is one 200 to 700 times sweeter. And Sucralose, another one that's kind of like, eh. Sold under the brand name Splenda, 600 times sweeter. So we've heard of a couple of these, right? So people fear that artificial sweeteners harm health in many ways. The most common concerns are not that they cause cancer, diabetes, and weight gain. Oh, I'm sorry. They are that they cause cancer, diabetes, and weight gain and damage your gut health. So let's look at the science. Okay. So artificial sweeteners and cancer, there was fear about it because there was a study back in 1970 that showed that mice that consumed huge amounts of saccharin um, and cyclamate, an artificial sweetener that the U.S. regulatory authorities subsequently banned, had an increased risk of bladder cancer. Over the following decades, multiple studies showed no link between artificial sweeteners and cancer risk in humans. Um, tempered these concerns so if you look into the study a little bit more too i don't know the specific numbers but i believe one it's a rat so you know body super tiny not exactly the same makeup as a human as well um 
but they were giving them the equivalent of drinking like, you know, maybe 300 Diet Cokes a day, right? So it's like, yeah, and this was over weeks and weeks and weeks, and it did produce something. Um, it's so unrealistic for us to, <laughs> to drink 300 Diet Cokes in a day, right? So if you're only drinking, now if you're someone and you're drinking, you know, let's say one a day, then it turns into two a day, and you rely on it every single day, and you find yourself like, struggling to not drink it every day yes that can be potentially an issue but i wouldn't necessarily say it would be a concern of cancer it'd be more so of like why do you have to depend on this why are you kind of addicted to this right now right um that's more so why i would look at that um recently a large cohort study conducted by scientists at um sorbonne paris nord university reawake university (laughs) reawakened this worry when it found that people who consume artificial sweeteners particularly aspartame and acesulfame k had a higher risk of cancer than those who didn't correlation is not causation um while a cursory glance at these results paints an unsettling picture a more thorough reading uncovers a couple of reasons um to be wary of the findings First, it was an observational study, which means it can only show that artificial sweeteners and cancer are correlated, not that one causes the other. Okay, and given that the artificial sweetener consumers with the highest cancer risk were also more likely to smoke, be less physically active, have diabetes, and eat less fruit, fiber, vegetables, and whole grains, and more salt and sugar than those who didn't eat artificial sweeteners, other confounding variables likely contributed to their higher cancer risk. This is something interesting, and this is why if you ever find an article online um, or you see a clickbaity title, I want you to dig a little bit further. Learn how to read about studies. Learn to dig deeper and see how the studies were conducted and use your own judgment. Because in an instance like this, you would maybe think, oh my God, um, sugar's bad. But then if we think about it, we go, who is going to be um, consuming these types of beverages and and drinks and um foods and things like that well people who want to consume diet products or maybe people who don't necessarily want to eat healthy but they want to be healthier so they already kind of have like a crappy diet um they could be people who are already diabetic and they might have already had poor eating habits and they're trying to make it better it says they're more likely to smoke not be physically active they're trying to kind of put a band-aid on things it's kind of like that joke of people who order like um you know, a Big Mac and uh, a large fry, but they get a Diet Coke on the side. And they're like, well, I'm being healthy. Um, so you might have that kind of extreme as opposed to maybe in context, I'm somebody who would work out regularly. I eat a fairly nutritious diet, like 80-20 rule. Um, and then I have a Diet Coke for enjoyment. Like, would that affect me the same way as these people who maybe eat pizza and cereal and don't work out and they smoke? You know, you got to account for all those variables, right? Um, Second, the researchers found that people who ate artificial sweeteners in small amounts had a higher cancer risk than those who ate them in large amounts. Now, this is interesting. Um, This is strange since if artificial sweeteners cause cancer, you'd expect to see a dose-response relationship where the more you eat, the higher your risk of cancer, but this isn't the case. So I don't really know why this could be. It's also worth putting um, the findings of this study into perspective. Based on the findings, many media outlets reported that artificial sweeteners increase cancer risk by 13%. 
Here, this is another important learning point, which is a scary thought. This isn't exactly what the study found, though. The results actually showed that people who consume artificial sweeteners have a 13% relative increase in cancer risk compared to those who don't. So a relative increase isn't the same as an absolute increase. For example, if you usually have a 5% risk of cancer and you eat artificial sweeteners, Causing a relative increase in cancer risk by 13%, your overall cancer risk is now 5.65%. Your overall cancer risk would only jump to 18% if it were an absolute increase. So it's you're taking the 13% of the 5% and you get that jump, right? So isn't that interesting? Because when you see that headline, I would think the absolute jump, like right off the bat, you know what I mean? So definitely, again, something, you know, they use it to fearmonger, they use it for clickbait. Oh my god, there is a massive bug outside my window. Hold on, I gotta... <laughs> Ew, what is that? Oh my gosh, hold on. Oh, I don't know, it's kind of creepy looking. It looks creepy. I can't tell if it's a bee or like a cicada. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm just gonna pretend it's not there. Anyway, um... <laughs> Let's continue with the article because there's some really good stuff in here um, and I think good notes to take in the future when you read like clickbaity stuff because it's so easy to see something and assume um, this goes for politics, this goes for health, this goes for really a lot of stuff. Um, so definitely keep that in mind. They're going to do whatever gets them clicks, whatever gets them to look at the article the most. You know, that's what they're going for, clickbait. Um... At bottom, most studies suggest there's no link between artificial sweetener intake and cancer, and those indicating otherwise show that any risk is negligible. As such, it's probably safe to conclude that artificial sweeteners have either no or minimal effect on cancer risk. So, yeah, really, if you look at the data, there's not a huge, there's not a lot of um, data supporting it. And even if a uh, study does show something, you have to look at who conducted the study? Was it conducted well? Did they fudge the results? Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. It's kind of scary, like things like Coca-Cola and stuff too. They have a lot of money, so they could pay people off. Um, that is also a concern with this, is that maybe they paid people off to, um, you know, cut back. Sorry, I'm getting distracted with noises outside. <laughs> to say, hey. Uh, can you fudge those results to make it look a little bit better so our product can continue selling? You know what I mean? So that's something to think about too. Um, I'm not sure how much of an influence that is or if that's a conspiracy theory. So I don't know. But okay, so now we're in artificial sweeteners and diabetes. So several studies have shown that artificial sweeteners don't raise blood sugar or insulin levels in humans. This is typically beneficial for metabolic health and thus diabetes risk, since maintaining relatively blood sugar and insulin levels is generally better than having high levels. Conversely, several observational studies have linked consuming artificial sweeteners with an increased risk of type 2 diabetes. Um... It can't show as much only that people who develop diabetes are regularly consuming artificial sweeteners. Nonetheless, this suggests a connection between consuming art artificial sweeteners and diabetes risk. Animal research muddies the waters further. Some studies on rodents and animal cells show that artificial sweeteners disrupt the gut microbiome triggering the release of inflammatory proteins that interfere with insulin's ability to remove glucose from the body, which could lead to insulin resistance and diabetes. Others, however, show that rats given artificial sweeteners produce a more short-chain 
produce more short-chain fatty acids. Short-chain fatty acids are compounds produced by the friendly bacteria in your gut that are crucial for maintaining optimal metabolic and intestinal health that may increase fat burning, um, limit fat storage, and fight inflammation, all of which can help you avert diabetes. Since most human research suggests that artificial sweetened food and drinks are generally better for metabolic health than sugary alternative, it's likely to safely to consume them in moderation. So, yeah, we kind of have a lot to unpack there. You know, I can see, I can see the disruption. I would like to see what's behind that study a little bit more, but I can see what they mean where it could disrupt microbiome and maybe um, release inflammatory proteins that interfere with the insulin's ability to remove glucose. I could also see the short chain fatty acid side of things. And maybe there are, you know, again, there's a lot of factors like someone like me who has Hashimoto's and PCOS. What if I'm just more prone to that because I have more of a inflammatory response to things. So maybe that does happen to me, but somebody who's perfectly healthy and doesn't have anything underlying, maybe it won't happen for them. They have not done enough studies or research on that. So you got to take those things into account too. There's a lot of variables to account for. Another reason why women are really under-researched because we have a lot of variables to account for. Our hormones fluctuate more um, and there's just a lot more going on. So people are hesitant to do research on us. (laughs) Um, But I can see kind of where they're going from. Like if you drink the Diet Coke every day as opposed to drinking the full coke would you rather gain like 10 pounds and be at higher risk for diabetes and heart disease or would you rather take the risk of maybe developing cancer and there's not necessarily a correlation or anything there right um if if drinking the diet coke is going to help you lose the weight and prevent diabetes and heart disease and stuff in the long run and even the short term that would be a night like they would rather you have you drink the Diet Coke over the full sugar Coke, right? Um, So that's kind of what they're saying there. And that could go for anything, you know what I mean? So that's, I think I can see where they're going with that. Um, Let's see artificial sweeteners and weight gain. So artificial sweetener food and drinks contain fewer calories than the sugary alternatives. So many people use them for weight loss. Um, There's evidence that artificial sweeteners increase your appetite and cravings for sweet treats and thus contribute to weight gain. I can see this. And I've done this. I don't know necessarily if it directly makes you hungrier. More so that I feel like it doesn't satisfy you. And um, the taste is not quite the same. So you might not get your craving fulfilled, if that makes sense. It kind of feels like you're just putting a Band-Aid on it. Like if you really want like a piece of cake, for instance, they have like cake flavored gum, you know what I mean? Or you eat like a healthy cake, like it's not truly going to fulfill your craving. So you might end up eating that and then you're going to end up eating the cake on top of it. So you're going to consume calories. So is it more of a habit type thing or is it actually affecting your appetite? That's something interesting, right? Um, Other research shows that people who substitute sugar, sweetened food and drinks with artificially sweetened fare less feel fair feel less hungry yes that just seemed weird okay eat fewer calories and find losing weight easier what's more multiple observational studies have uncovered a link between consuming artificial sweeteners and obesity most randomized controlled trials um, show consuming artificial sweeteners in place of sugar aids fat loss and yes i think it again going back to the full sugar versus diet coke option At the end of the day, if you're eating pizza, cookies, cakes, and then you go for the sugar-free alternatives, you're probably going to be consuming less calories 
and you're going to see better results. There are a few people that I feel like will do what I was talking about where they're going to eat the healthier alternative and then they're going to go to the full sugar, full calorie alternative. But I think that kind of adds in a psychological component. We need to look at like, are they binge eaters? Do they have something emotional um, more going on where they just crave the taste of the real food? And it's not like they're actually hungry, but something going on up in here. So again, it gets kind of complicated, right? But I think overall it works for people for weight loss. Gut health. Okay, we're getting there. Uh, We're on gut health now. Oh, okay, see. So we're learning more and more about gut health and how it can help a lot of things like sleep, metabolic health, insulin resistance, immune function. Um, Most human and animal studies show that artificial sweeteners alter the composition of your gut microbiome. Okay. It can affect your health, but not necessarily negatively. For example, artificial sweeteners increase short-chain fatty acid production, right? So it reduces appetite, increases calorie and fat burning in animals, um some human research has tentatively linked it to obesity one way it might do this is by enabling the body to extract more energy from foods that would otherwise pass through your body undigested this is actually really interesting too um a concept that i don't know a whole lot about but it's true that like raw chicken actually has less calories because if you not that you should eat raw chicken ever you could die but (laughs) (laughs) But if you ate raw chicken, there's less available calories for your body to use. So like, you know, maybe a food, let's just say a food has 500 calories. Maybe your body can only use 200 of those. The rest, it's like, I'm not going to use this and passes it through your body. But when you cook it, there's more available calories that it can use. So it's going to maybe pull out 400 calories instead of the 250 um, of those to absorb. And that's why sometimes there's discrepancies of people's bodies even. Sometimes people's bodies, due to various reasons, can't absorb certain nutrients or pull all the calories out of food. That's why some people can eat a ton, a ton, a ton, and it goes right through them. Um, Or vice versa. There are people who eat very little and they gain weight and and it's linked to obesity. um, And that could be what's going on there. So that's actually really interesting i just don't feel like we know enough about it but it's kind of cool to think that our bodies do that um that said other human and human cell studies have found that short chain fatty acids may regulate appetite and increase energy expenditure this would likely improve body weight and thus insulin sensitivity and metabolic health um there's a couple studies here saying that like artificial sweeteners did elevate blood sugar levels in one the other one showed that um blood sugar was controlled for up to a week and then it showed that there was no effect so there's like something from everything there's a little bit of conflicting evidence and again that would make me question some things as the people who were in the study like what was their health history were they male were they female do they have any underlying issues? What was their race? Um, you know, different things like that. Do they have depression? Do they have anxiety? Are they on medication? It's a lot of contributing factors. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I was just trying to read to give you a summary. 
But yeah, it kind of comes down to preference. I think like if you're somebody transitioning off of like eating unhealthy foods, those full sugar, full fat, full calorie foods, and you want to, I think it's a good stepping stone for people or you're extremely picky eater and maybe like you just (laughs) hate that feeling that's like a taste bud thing by the way if you're dieting give yourself like two weeks our taste buds actually fall off like every two weeks and regenerate so when you switch to eating like veggies from burgers yeah it's gonna taste nasty until you adapt to it give give those taste buds time to fall off and regenerate and you'll get a new taste for vegetables and if you try to go back to the bad stuff you'd be like this tastes disgusting so there is kind of that leeway in there but i think if, if you use it as a stepping stone and occasionally dabble it in when you need um i think it could be beneficial um and then kind of the goal is to gradually go to more healthier whole nutrient depth options more naturally sweeten things when you can if you have the availability um that also comes down to like money that you have wherever you live do you have the availability to get um these natural things sometimes we don't always have access maybe we have access to the fat-free processed stuff but it might be better than eating the um you know whatever the full sugar thing that might make your health worse so you got to kind of weigh your pros and cons it's very individualized um But I think it also comes down to if you really, 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 really want a Diet Coke or whatever it may be. I'm just using Diet Coke as a reference. Um, Don't beat yourself up about it. Have the Diet Coke like you're not going to get cancer tomorrow and die. Okay. So that's kind of what it comes down to. But be smart about it. Be aware. um, Stay educated. You know, know your studies and like how they're conducted. They can be misleading as clickbait for sure. Um, But I hope this kind of gave you some insight on things. Let me know. I'm curious. For those of you on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to my channel um, if you like this video and you want to hear more. But I'm curious to hear your thoughts on artificial sweeteners. Um, Like, what do you do? Do do you you drink Diet Coke? (laughs) Do you go all natural? Are you afraid? Are you like, well, I'm just going to stay away from it because if it is true, like, I don't want to be involved with it. Like... I kind of want to know your thoughts. I'm indifferent. I'm open to all opinions. So feel free to share below. Um, And then on the podcast, feel free to leave a review. You can message me on Instagram if you want to chat. You can also hop over to YouTube and drop in the comments. All right. But other than that, guys, I think that is all for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We will chat soon and bye for now.